a chance. Yenmark down the middle, scores! Matias Yenmark, shorthanded goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Puck comes out high, Watt gets the puck, off to the races, into the zone, the righty, right circle, backhander, he scores! What a move! Nicholas Watt gets the Knights back in the lead! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard, and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... So you guys yesterday, you're all, all over me about Positivity Alley and how I was wavering and waffling, and I was really just mm. establishing expectations because the team had won oh. five in a row, and what were the chances? Were they, were they going to win their final 16 games? And I just said, hey, even if it doesn't go right tonight or Saturday, it doesn't mean uh, that there's any type of uh, panic or any type of, uh, oh, no, this is uh, not going to happen. I just tried to keep everybody solid and I didn't want I wanted to make sure that you were prepared and you didn't try to uh, call up Ryan on the postgame show and blast away and and it happened and everything is going to be okay it's how you handle going forward Saturday and then Tuesday and into the Alberta road trip uh, that becomes the big part of it and sure you'd like to have a lot more rope there and uh, and that cuts off a chunk of it uh, with the the loss to the Vancouver Canucks. But when you looked at uh, what you were staring at coming up uh, in this schedule this week, you have what uh, the game against Vancouver last night uh, and the game against Arizona Saturday, and then the return visit to Vancouver. This this is a unique one because would you really like beating Vancouver three times? In nine days, that'd be a big ask, even if, even, even though they'd never lost in regulation to Vancouver. That was a big ask. So the odds kind of just played out that you were going to not win one of them. That, that happened. Now, how do you handle it, Ryan? Do you get what I was saying yesterday? No, I mean, I, I do. It's something that I would say because I... You were all over me, though. You were, you were questioning my yeah, positivity. Because you're not, you're not, yes, because you're not the realistic guy. You're not the one that, that is, is ever going to be pessimistic. You're the one that's always positive. You had an entire Monday 30-minute complaint about the fact that, this, that the fan base here wanted the power play to show up, and you could not handle that. And you created positivity because they'd already won. By the hold on, and then by the time the the Golden Knights played their next game, you were like, "Well, well, let's not look to make it six in a row." See, that like, was reflective it, it does, negativity by the by the cure. fan base on Monday. It didn't, it didn't track, Darren. You abandoned your post, buddy. I was just out. establishing you blind optimism. Is what I was you making are. sure and that people were that. okay. Last night, and how were how were the callers? Give me an idea of the tone last night. Um, frustrated. I, I yeah. think would be the first word that comes to mind. Uh, the the prevailing topic, I think, um, not just you know in terms of of callers, but in terms of what I saw on on Twitter and 
social media and all that stuff and uh, is more centered around goaltending, which, of course, it was going to be in a game where, you know, Robin Leonard allowed five goals and the Golden Knights defense in front of them was absolutely horrendous. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about goaltending only and not about anything else. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the calls last night, uh, there were some positive ones and they'd be from, you know, the people that you'd expect to be positive in this situation, understanding that this team can still go on a run, understanding that their season is not over because they lost that game last night to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, but I would think that, uh, you know, there, there were some prevailing thoughts on, you know, this is why we had the conversation about the power play, Darren, because uh, in a game where you go over and the Vancouver Canucks go two for three, that's glaring. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it is important. It is something that needs to be discussed and needs to improve down the stretch over the final 10 games. So on the areas of focus, it was goaltending, power play, and then what would be your top three that, that you've seen and heard? Literally everything else. Everything like else. Like every other aspect of the game, defending in okay. zone, um, their inability to break the puck out, uh, struggling with Vancouver's speed. Like it w- it ran the gamut. It was yeah, essentially Pete DeBoer's post-game press conference. It, it was everything. I thought Vancouver was really good at disrupting any chance of Vegas to transition from uh, out of their zone Uh, we showed a bit of that in the broadcast last night Uh, Darren Elliott was spot on it in the first period and and they just weren't able to uh, get around that type of uh, that pressure from from Vancouver Uh, I didn't think it was a goaltending issue they let in five I didn't think it was a goaltending issue I I didn't think it was uh, the the power play would have been nice to score and make it close Um, that was uh, that was a defending uh, concern uh, last Mm -hmm. night that's where I circled it, and it's quite a lot. To, uh, and talked to I was on with my buddy Kevin Woodley today, uh, our goalie guru uh, from Ingoal Magazine, and he said that that Vegas got Demcoed, and we were talking about that. And I don't I don't disagree with <laughs> with Woodley ever. Like he he knows more about goaltending. Uh, he's forgotten more about goaltending than I'll ever know. Uh, let's just put it that way. He is uh, an sure. unbelievable uh, uh, observer of, of, of the position. But in, in watching that game last night, it didn't even occur to me that Vegas got Demcoed because the the f- flaws and uh, the uh, the shortcomings in their own zone uh, mm-hmm. took priority from that. If if and And that's where Vegas has piled in their strength right now with with this healthy defense and the uh, and the healthy goaltender uh back that defending should be the strength and then you worry about scoring goals after and that was the that was the bigger uh disappointment about the 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 performance last night that that they allowed the five and uh and i didn't even get around to to lack of goal scoring or that they only scored one yeah i i don't look at last night and say that they got Demcoed. Like, in the second period, the Golden Knights didn't really have a quality scoring chance. There was maybe that one Jonathan Marsh is so in tight where Thatcher Demko had to make a big-time save, but that was essentially all he had to do in the second period. From that point forward, it was all Vancouver. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't look at last night as a game where the Golden Knights ran into a hot goalie. I don't think that, you know, Demko had to be particularly good they were never going to outscore their issues last night and that was a lack of ability to defend and and, you know 
just point blank turnovers that ended up in the back of the net. The the details in in breaking pucks, it just wasn't there for the Golden Knights. They they no flow right zero unit. flow. They, yeah, no flow. weren't playing as a five man unit. weren't very connected. Like I mean, and you saw it in in multiple plays, right? I, I mean. You know, you, you can't turn the puck over along the boards and then not be able to sort things out defensively of who you need to go to. You can't allow Elias Patterson to be unchecked right at the top of the crease to def- deflect the puck in. Like, you just can't make those plays, and the Golden Knights made them over and over and over and over again. I know you're not a golfer, but I'm going to put it into the golfer terminology. That'll help me. I, well, you'll understand it. Okay? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just uh, kidding. You, you, you'll be able to, to relate to it. So in okay. match play, in in golf, it's just the lower score wins, and it could be uh, a par four, and I you make a six, I make a twelve. In in stroke play, tournament play, you'd be up six on me. Well, in in match play, I only lose one. I lose one hole. That's it, mm-hmm. and then we move on. That that was kind of like what what the Golden Knights did last night. Sure, it wasn't great defensively, and they only scored the one goal uh, on Thatcher Demko, and the power play uh, didn't score. Like it, it was like everything happened at once, but they only lost one game, and then you can come back and in a, in a playoff series, and we we saw this last year, uh, the Minnesota series, how things went back and forth, the Colorado series, how things went back and forth. You, you can park that. And, and go on, and it's how you handle the next game because it only counts as one. And I, I think for, for as, as unusual and unexpected as that game was last night, the great part is it, it, it only cost you two points or the potential of acquiring two points. And now you got to really dial in and make sure that you're ready Saturday night against Arizona. And you have to put a string together. Like the next two, must-wins. Absolute must-wins. Uh, and, and if you hear anything uh, other than that going forward, uh, they're trying to spin something that, uh, that I couldn't even sell. And, and I'm, I'm a pretty good salesman. <laughs> the next two, must-wins. And then you get into Edmonton, must-win. Uh, Calgary, Need to win, uh, and 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 down the stretch, but last night didn't cost you anything. They they had matched a f- a season high five game winning streak. That's as good as it has been all year, going into last night. Yep. And then the five game winning streak at home where they where they've turned things around. That's as good as they've been on that. So to to have it end, not a big surprise. How it ended, that was out of left field. But it only costs you one game. Now that's my that's my positivity speech. The pressure is Saturday. And there's pressure Saturday. And there's pressure Tuesday. Uh and if the the teams keep winning, there's even more pressure on the the games where the opponents are are right in this thing. So it's it's how you respond to this that will certainly take away the pain or any disappointment from last night. If you don't respond, last night's really costly. If you do respond, huh, you're not going to win the final 16. 
That was a, a blip. But the Golden Knights will determine Saturday, Tuesday, and next week whether that's costly or whether it's a blip. Well, I mean, again, I think that I've been fairly consistent, right? Like, I look at this team, I look at where things are going right now with the Pacific Division and also where you're looking for the, the two wild card spots. And my playoff cut line is 97 points. I, I think that's kind of where um, the the line's going to be drawn in the sand. So for the Golden Knights to get 98 points, you're looking at eight out of their next 10 games. I don't and think it gets so that, that high, that but but I understand where, where you're coming from. But, but what that means, right? And even, okay, so let's just say for the sake of argument that it gets to 95, you're still looking at seven out of the next 10, right? You still yep. need 14 yep. points yep. if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. That's the reality of the situation. And that being said... The margin for error, and we've talked about this over the course of the five-game win streak, the margin for error is slim. It, it is not a very large margin for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, that that's all well and good, but you're, you're absolutely right in setting it up that because you dropped that game last night to Vancouver, you have to beat Arizona. You have yeah. to come back. You have to be desperate. You have to do whatever it takes to get two points out of that game against the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday, and then all you get to do from there is follow it up with the same type of mentality and the same type of game and the same type of desperation when you go up to Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. We're going to play some of the post-game sound uh, from Pete DeBoer later on in the VGK Insider Show. Uh, hour number two, we'll, we'll bring you that. Uh, but this is the best way that I can sum it up for you. You you want to hold off as long as you can before you get to the point that you have to win out. Vancouver has to win out. That was, that was a, 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 a playoff-saving victory last night mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for, for the Vancouver Canucks. Vegas isn't there yet. You, you say, and I'll go with you, seven out of the next ten that they have okay. to win. Yeah. So you win Saturday, you win Tuesday, that buys you time before you have to win out. And then now, now you're down to eight. Now you only have to win five of eight to get to that number. You're getting pretty close to only having to be 500 if you win those two games to get to that magical line, which will move or could move one way or the other. But we're going to for this conversation purposes, we're, we're using that, that 7 out of 10. So that is, that is if, if you don't win Saturday mm-hmm. or Tuesday, well, do the math on that. You need seven wins in eight games. Now you're in a position where you got to win out. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the best way that I can explain where they are right now. Is was last night disappointing? Totally. The players are disappointed. You heard the coach, and we'll play you the coach in the next hour. <laughs> they were not happy yeah. with the way no. that went down, and that that was the Vancouver team we thought we were going to see Sunday. Yeah, come out desperate and and play, and the first period wasn't that way, and and Vegas was able to win, and and. Even when Vegas scored first last night, Vancouver was still going. Like it was, it wasn't a take your foot off the gas last night. That was Vancouver was better from the start 
uh, right through uh, to the end last night. Territorially, it switched a little bit in the third period. But last night, n- not the way they wanted to go. But devastating? No. No, no, no. Costly? Well, let's let's wait and see. 7 out of 10 going forward. You win Saturday and you win Tuesday. That means you have to win 5 of 8. And that's a whole lot better situation than if even if you split. Well, then you're going to win 6 of 8. That even that gets a little dicey uh, to get to your number. So you see how big, how huge Saturday and Tuesday are for this group. Does yeah, that make math. sense to you? I mean, it, yeah, no, it does. And and you know, your your point on the Vancouver team that you were expecting to see on Sunday versus what you got last night, it, the difference is between um, you know, not having to be in a position where you have to win out versus being in a position where you have to win out. Like even yeah. though it, it it looked pretty dire on Sunday for Vancouver. They were still in a position where they they recognize, okay, no more errors, no more no more margin for error. We've just got to go. We've got to be full send. And they were absolutely that last night. So for know, one right. game, for, for one game, let's see what happens and, from and, here. And that's that's going to be the caveat with every team that's in that position, yeah. right? Like you can have that desperation. For a game, right. you could have that desperation maybe for a week, but how are you going to be able to continue to manufacture that desperation if you need to do it over the course of the final two weeks of the season? That's why the Golden Knights need to rebound. Because if you rebound and you win your next four games, then there's some breathing room. There's room for yeah. a, a bad game or a bad couple of periods or whatever the case may be where you don't get points you give yourself a little bit of margin for error but you know if the golden knights aren't able to get it back on track and they don't find points against the arizona coyotes then you're putting yourself in a really tough spot with nine games remaining here's the challenge and and i'll give you a a but or just a a reality check okay seven out of ten is doable. But 7 out of 10 in a high-pressure situation is a challenge for, for any team. And keep in mind, this isn't any team. Like, this isn't their team mm-hmm. because of what they're missing up front. Right. Five, like, five wins in a row, I don't care who they're playing. Uh, and, and I know they beat uh, Nashville to start, and they had the big comeback against uh, Chicago. Uh, Seattle not going great, produced a couple of wins in Vancouver. Five wins in a row with with that group up front, 11 and 7, working things around, and the way they were scoring, that's really impressive. Yeah. Really impressive. And, and, and it, it helped massively that they got the guys back on the, on the blue line. And then what Logan did and, and Robin coming in. But, like, that, that's a big ask. Five wins in a row with, with the, the, the goals that are missing up front. So seven out of ten is going to be – it's a challenge, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unless, unless somebody gets just scorching hot – that could be Jack Eichel, from, and we'll deal with Jack Eichel in a little bit because he was 
sensational. That that was that was another massive step. It wasn't just incrementally better last night. He yeah. was he was the best player on the ice in a five one loss. And I, well, dominant. Yeah, it, to me, the two players of the game were Elias Pettersson and Jack Jack Eichel, and, and yeah. I don't think that it was particularly close. Um, those two guys had themselves monster games. The points obviously stuck to Elias Pettersson, yeah, yeah. but the the engagement you saw from Jack, everything, not just in creating, but hitting, feistiness, everything you want to see out of a leader, you got last night from Jack Eichel. For I'm sure. Seven out of ten with this team, if they don't get anybody back, yeah, it's hard. It's a challenge, and uh, I, I think they can do it. I certainly hope they can do it. I see a path that they can do it with Arizona, Vancouver, and then getting into uh, Alberta and, and being able to play Dallas and, and the Oilers right in that, in that mix. I, I, the, the path is there, and uh, there's, there's been some ham and an egg in with, with offense lately. Uh, between Theodore and Petrangelo and Dodonov and Marcheseau and Eichel. They, they, they've all been kind of chipping in all over the place. I like it. I see that ability and that, that road to scoring uh, seven wins in the next ten. But it's, like, it's all got to come together, Ryan, with mm-hmm. this group. Unless they get somebody back. And I don't know whether they will, I'm inclined to say that they won't get somebody back because I haven't seen that yet. I haven't, I, we haven't seen anybody integrated with the main group yet uh, out of uh, Howden and Patrick and Carrier and Haig and Stone and Pacioretty and Smith. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. So uh, I, I'm going to err on the side of not getting anybody back. Yeah. It's, it's a big ask. Where they are right now, and and it's kind of when it, when it gets down to crunch time, it becomes so much clearer the route and the how they have to do it, and and it and it becomes um, just a lot easier to forecast and get get your head around. Yeah. If they get somebody back, that changes it. If if you can add uh, a thirty goal guy in in Mark Stone, a thirty five goal guy in Max Pacioretty. Uh, if you can add a, a, a Ryan uh, or Riley Smith, like somebody in that regard, Howden, who's who's been so good, then that that changes a little bit. But you 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 have a situation like last night, Ryan, where things aren't going your way, and you fall behind. You have a fourth line that has a defenseman on it. And I, I, I can I do like what they've done with with Dylan Coughlin. He used him as a power play specialist and giving him a couple of shifts at forward. But that's that's an American Hockey League line. With yeah. all due respect to Jonas and Jake, that, who are going to be like they're not going to be rookies anymore next year. They played so many games, but well, they, but they've been called up. But that's that's an American Hockey League line. So what do you do if if you're if you're Pete DeBoer? Your your options. Uh, are now uh, that much more limited with what you do with your other three lines to try and change things up. Like, uh, there's just such uh, limited uh, avenues in game for them to do to 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 get things going compared to what they would normally be. Because the the do you bump up the third line? And they did that. They changed some lines around last night. Yeah. But uh, I I just I, I felt a little bit 
for Pete DeBoer last night when things were going sideways? Because we know he talked to the team in Seattle. Uh, we had the conversation with Braden McNabb uh, about yeah. the speech that Pete uh, went in and gave him. Well, you can't do that every night. You can't do it for the final 16 games if things aren't going because it loses its effect uh, entirely. It's like when, when you yell at Chapman and I for five days in a row, <laughs> we totally tune you out for the next two weeks. Yeah. And, it. yeah, it just, it, that's, that's the way it is. I tune you out more than Chapman. Chapman actually takes it uh, somewhat personally. But mm. the, what the options for what Pete could do last night in-game were so limited because who's missing from the lineup. And, and if it's not going right right away, uh, it's much more difficult to coach this team back into, into, uh, into a game. Yeah, I, as far as what, what do you do, um, you, you, the word you used is perfect. He's limited, right? There's, yeah. There's coming for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, maybe you look at Pavel Dorofeyev, and it, it just doesn't seem like that's no. going to be the option. No, right? they, and, they, and they've had look, chances, right? To right, use them. right, and, and, and you understand why. Right? Totally. Like you're, you're talking about a guy that's played all of two two NHL games and they've both been against the Seattle crack and like we're we're not going to to look at that as a situation where it's going to garner the most trust especially when you have to be essentially mistake free down the stretch so I I get all of that I understand the reasoning for it I I think you have to continue to go 11 and 7 and you've just got to try to double shift Jack Eichel as much as possible which they they did even more last night yeah and and Jack was noticeable and everywhere um the the issue becomes when you you have Jack Eichel on the ice, say with Jake Lecision and Jonas Ronbjerg, um, the finishing ability for Jack's playmaking isn't necessarily where you'd want. And then you're going to have Jonas and Jake defer mostly to Jack, so then it becomes more one-dimensional than you'd like it to be. Is Jack capable of single-handedly creating offense? Yeah, we've seen mm-hmm. it. It's happened. But you, you're going to have to... I would I would say sit down with Jonas Rombierg and Jake Lecision and just say, listen, when Jack's out on the ice with you, if you've got a shot, you take it. There was an opportunity for Rombierg. I know what you're exactly. It would, Darren and Elliot and I had the conversation yep. last night. Yeah, there where where Jonas had the puck, he was coming out from below the goal line into the blue paint, yep. and he passes to Jack Eichel, who was checked and and held onto and had no chance to get a shot through. If you're Jonas Rombierg in that situation. You take the puck to the net, you force Thatcher Demko to make a save, and you make it difficult. And, yeah. and you can't defer in those moments. And if you if you can just kind of get that confidence going with those two guys and you're able to, to And they've had good shifts. They, that through. that yeah. fourth line's been okay uh, uh, through this stretch. Dynamic? No, but okay. Uh, yeah. Can Eichel get hot? For sure. I can't wait to talk about Jack Eichel's game last night uh, yeah. later on in the show. Uh, they're, they're, like, there's a whole segment. On Jack Eichel. Uh, other help? Brennan Brisson's college career is going to end this weekend. He's a first-rounder from a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. his, his Michigan Wolverines in the Frozen Four in Boston, they are tied at two. Mm-hmm. And that game has just gone to overtime against the Denver Pioneers. Mm-hmm. So Brisson could be, if he decides to turn pro, could be a pro this tonight. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. Saturday for sure. If he, if if the plan is to go pro, 
Uh, that's a lot to put on a player to come into the lineup and ignite your offense. And I don't know whether, I don't speak for hockey operations, I don't know whether they, they would do that over some of the, the, the people in the American League, but I can tell you this, and, there, and there's a big difference between NCAA hockey, even at the highest level, and the National Hockey League. Yeah. You can you can be really really good. You can be Hobie Baker, and and you can be uh, Hobie Baker award winner, uh, and and not which is the MVP for college hockey, and and not still not uh, come in and take over a National Hockey League game. Like there's just mm-hmm. big difference. But the 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 thing about Brennan Brisson is he's got a shot. Yeah. He's got a one timer. He's really effective on the power play. Uh, it's why Dylan Coglin is playing. Uh, right now, as that uh, eleven and seven, because he's got a shot. And he's good in the power play. No, it hasn't clicked yeah. lately. But but that that element, that one thing, you you're not looking for a season of productivity right now. You need little things that can win you a game here and a game there, and a game over there. And if if they're in a situation, I wouldn't be surprised. I I don't know what they're gonna do. But I can tell you, I won't be surprised if he if he gets uh, an opportunity. Yeah, I won't be either. Um, I, I mean, again, it, it comes down to if if you're looking at it objectively, and you, you know how much I like to talk about the power play, Darren. Yeah. Um, if if you have an opportunity to insert Brendan Brisson, um, and you can protect him as much as possible at five on five, and you've got him out there, and you've got him opposite Jack Eichel, and you you're looking for that shot, you know. That that's a skill set that that should translate everywhere, and you're not looking for or asking Brendan Brisson to create his own offense. You've got playmakers on the ice. You've got guys that can find him, but what you're asking for him to do is when he's found, when he has the puck on his stick, get it to the front of the net, get it to where it needs to go. And you know, you you might be in a position, you might be in a situation where you have to throw anything that you can out there that's a little bit different to kind of spark things. So I, I wouldn't be necessarily surprised either if Brendan Brisson finds himself here in Vegas and if he finds himself playing in National Hockey League games down the stretch because this team right now could use a spark, and I don't think that there's a spark coming in the way of, say, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, Riley Smith, and on and on and on. I, and on. I don't know either. I hope so, but I don't know. Yeah. But it could could the spark be Logan Thompson? Could the spark be Brendan Brisson? Mm. Could the spark be the power play? We're we're not at a stage where it has to go thirty percent for forty games. You're at the stage now where you got ten games left, Ryan. Yeah. If they can score five power play goals in ten games, that that probably means because they can win without the power play. They've proven that they get five power plays in the next ten games. Power play goals. That that's five wins if if they can capitalize on it because we put so much weight in the power play. So it's now it's about timing. Timing and just little bursts. We're going to take a break. Yeah. Uh, when we continue, uh, I'll give you a little update uh, on the NCAA Frozen Four. We have one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Uh, I will get to some, some just little bits and parcels of golf. Uh, we've got catching up with Chapman uh, at the end of the program, and we have our play of the day. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Oh, yes. One of the greatest episodes ever. Oh, that was, uh, that's one that, uh, that should be on the DVD, on the best of. Do you guys still have DVDs? No. 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 Actually, I do, but I don't have a DVD player. <laughs> So it's kind of, I may as well not have DVDs because I don't have a DVD player. I have a player. Yeah? But I, I don't have many DVDs. Were you, were you talking about DVDs or the player? Uh, All-encompassing. Yeah, uh, All-encompassing. All yeah. If you had a DVD, could you play it? Or, or could you? Because uh, I still have cassettes, no. and I, I have a cassette player. <laughs> I do too, but I don't have the player. I've got a cassette player. Uh, so, so, so that's, I've got that going for me, but I, I, and I have a DVD player, one of those five disc ones. It was, it was awesome. I don't even uh, have a CD player in my car and it kind of disappoints me now. I do. Oh. I've got one of those too in our, uh, in our vehicle. Very old school. Uh, we're, we're retro. Uh, so I'm going to, let's, let's go back a few years and we, we talking about the Simpsons and, and, and going back a few years and some rivalries. There used to be. A serious rivalry between the Edmonton Oilers and the L.A. Kings. You know where I'm going. Like the, the trading of Wayne Gretzky or the selling of Wayne Gretzky uh, over the Edmonton Oilers. And when one of the great, like uh, the hockey gods came together and, and made one of the most amazing first-round playoff series that first year that, that Wayne played uh, with LA, L.A. and put them against the Edmonton Oilers. Like that was epic i wish we could have uh something like that happen now where where you trade within within your conference and and you meet in the first round well those two teams are going to play tonight and i don't know who wayne would would cheer for wayne first of all he's focused on the golf and and the son-in-law sure. dustin johnson uh over at, at augusta national but number two you've got the battle of gretzky tonight between the kings and the oilers who do the Vegas Golden Knights want to win this game tonight? Well, I, I think I think it's the Edmonton Oilers, right? Like I've, you're looking at a situation where if Edmonton is able to beat LA in regulation, then the Golden Knights would have another opportunity to get to within two points of Los Angeles with a win in their next game. So. Um, I, I look at it right now. I, I just think that you're you're looking at the team that struggled over the last ten games versus the team that seems to be hitting another gear. That's Edmonton, seven two and one in the last ten versus five three and two uh, for the LA Kings. I, I look at it and I say, if I'm rooting, it's on it's on the Edmonton Oilers to to find a way to win in regulation and not allow the LA Kings to pick up any points. And if that's the case, then the Golden Knights probably feel pretty good about their chances come Saturday night. So we're all in on Edmonton because the simple math that Los Angeles yep. is closer to Vegas now and we've got 10 games to go and we can't be looking at home road or strength of schedule or anything like that. We just got to focus on who's closest uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights. It's, it's simple. We're dialing it in like that. I, I think so. Okay, I, I mean good. that's that's my that's my take on it. That's where I I tend to lead. 
Um, and, you know, as, as I've said for about two and a half, three weeks now, I think that, that Los Angeles is the team that you have to overcome here. Because the, the other part of it is Vegas and Edmonton play next week. So you got the four-pointer yeah. there. Uh, that one, you can, you can minimize the importance of that one if Edmonton beats L.A. tonight. And, and yeah. then you're only chasing that, that one team. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, I'm with you on, on it. it have, have the teams that are closest to you. Uh, it, it just seems like more of a gamble. Uh, if 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 you're thinking that you're going to catch Edmonton because you play them one more time and you can take a, take advantage of that game, uh, if you play them twice, well, that's that's a different story. You need to sweep, but we already saw like uh, uh, winning three in a row against Vancouver is going to be uh, I- impossible to to achieve. Two out of three will be good. So Edmonton, L.A., we're all in on Edmonton. Who you, who whose jersey wearing? Because we played this game the other night with uh, with San Jose, <laughs> whose jersey are you wearing for the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, I'm gonna, I, and can I before we get Ryan's take on it? Can I assign yeah. Ryan a number forty one? <laughs> are we doing? Are we doing? Who who do you want to wear? And then who would you least yeah. likely wear? Yeah, sure, okay. sure. Right. I'm, I'm I want you to wear number forty one. And just come full circle and cheer for Mike Smith. I don't know whether he's going to play because he played the other night, uh, but uh, but that's who I would like to uh, wear. I, I'm I'm like I'm all in on on okay. the the player that I think just stirs the drink there. Uh, so sure. I'm going to. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's a no brainer, right? For you, yeah. Like you got to Connor. You, Connor, it's it, oh no. Connor I'm going McKay, Zach Hyman, eight, number eighteen. Zach, oh, okay, Zach okay, Hyman. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured Toronto bias right there. <laughs> My gosh, uh, Zach Hyman, uh, children's author. Uh, good. No, I'm I'm, I'm Connor, Connor McDavid. Boom, nine, nine, ninety-seven. I, uh, I think I know who Ryan would not wear. I know Ryan well enough to to make a guess in which number he's. Or well, which, I've already signed him forty-one. Yeah. Well, well, he didn't get to pick that though. So I think if he actually got to pick it, I think he'd go with a number five as far as guys he would not wear. And that's oh. Cody Cece. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Ryan okay. is a big, big Cody CC fan. Yeah, no, he's great, man. So who are you wearing? Totally. Who are you wearing? Uh, all right, so I would, man, I'm either going to go 41 or 19. Like as much as I've trashed on the goaltending for the Edmonton Oilers, um, if they're going to win tonight, I think their goaltending is going to have to be decent. And uh, you know what, Mike Smith. Um, all, all credit in the world. Even if it's a four-game sample size, it's a sample size where I think he's been pretty good. So um, if Mike Smith gets the go, if he gets the, the net tonight, I'll go Mike Smith. Uh, if he doesn't, I'm going with uh, Miko Koskin and number 19. I'll wear both those jerseys mm-hmm. for sure. So we're, uh, we're all in on Edmonton. The other game of interest is Toronto against Dallas. A Toronto victory would come in pretty handy here. And and I like what happened the other night with Toronto blowing a big lead to the Florida Panthers and having the hockey world. <laughs> you guys probably didn't because I'm a, I'm a hockey meltdown. nerd. I was watching the yeah. post-game show of the Florida Panthers broadcast, television broadcast, and yeah. multiple times it was mentioned – how important it was for Florida to come back and win that game and for Jonathan Huberdeau to put up the points because it was a Canadian TV audience and it was the Toronto Maple Leafs audience Mm. and the amount of exposure and publicity and 
uh, boost in in the Hart Trophy uh, race that he would get from that. So, like, mm. it's amazing how players and teams think about that. And that was Andrew Bruno, uh, my buddy Andrew Burnett, uh, the coach of the Florida yeah. Panthers. He talked about uh, uh, that and and uh, was was unprompted. So. Toronto losing that game the other night in Florida, I think there's going to be a burr under their saddle, and I think they're going to do us a favor tonight. I, I think we get some. I think we get help on two fronts tonight. I think Edmonton's going to beat L.A., and I think that Dallas is going to fall to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Are you guys with me, or where are you? Uh, just to finish the thought on on Edmonton, uh, Chris is absolutely right. I'm not wearing Cody Cece's jersey. It's never mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like Toronto's interesting because as much as I I always want to select Toronto as a team that I think is going to win a hockey game, um, they are always going to make belief. So I I, I don't know. Um, I, I asked you never to uh, to ask me to make a prediction when it comes to the Dallas Stars. So I'm going to like try to leave Dallas out of it. Um, I'm going to say that Toronto is looking to um, silence the narratives and maybe get a lead and, and hold on to it for, for a change. And so, it's a big yeah, game I, I for Toronto, too, in the standings. It, it has to be. It, I mean, they're, they're a team right now, right, that's, that's second place, and it's now Boston in yep. third place. So um, you're trying to cut in trying to find uh, a way to not have to play the Boston Bruins or the Tampa Bay Lightning if you're Toronto, so you've got to keep winning hockey games. No, they're, they're, they're uh, done. Yeah, I, they, they're playing either Boston or Tampa. No, 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 no. Oh, come on. If, if I, I mean, you're probably right. I, I don't see a way that they're going to catch uh, Florida, but I, I think if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Unless, unless, unless Boston and Tampa both pass them, which, which I think is, is doubtful. <laughs> so I, I think, I think tonight's <laughs> big. I think tonight's really big. Uh, yeah. For Toronto, so that that's the the collapse the other night is perfectly time for for Vegas because yeah, Toronto comes back and fair. plays great against Dallas. And and to be honest, like I think if you're Toronto, like you you want to have a game seven where you have a three nothing or three one lead against Boston at home and not in Boston because what could be worse than that situation? So yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think Toronto wins. I I hope Edmonton wins, and that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like it. Uh, let's get uh, let's get all the positive vibes going in the right direction. Uh, hour number two, we've got some uh, reaction for you from last night's game. But up next, it's the play of the day on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No chance to shoot for Stevenson. Centered. Eichel scores. It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Making it happen from Studio 31, uh, Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. It's the play of the day time, and Chapman, we're going back for a little jumping Jack Eichel. Here's McNabb. Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel, and the Knights take a 1-0 lead. For all the great uh, praise that uh, Thatcher Demko Boston uh, a college uh, athlete who played against Boston University's Jack Eichel when uh, Eichel was uh, in his one year of NCAA and winning the Hobie Baker. Uh, for all the great play that Thatcher Demko made last night, his best save was actually on the play that led to the goal right after. I don't know how he saved that yeah, puck on the line. That's probably fair. I don't either. Um, and and Jack, 
himself didn't uh, know either because he celebrated as if he scored and then still had the wherewithal to find the rebound, collect it, corral it, and rip it to the back of the net. So um, heck of a play for Jack Eichel and probably probably should have scored uh, two goals on that play if not for the handiwork of Thatcher Demko. What I liked most about the goal wasn't just Eichel hitting 10 goal mark, but his celebration when the puck actually went in the net was mm-hmm. beautiful, like expressive, it was natural. It was all in. After, he'd already started the celebration, so he had to rein that in <laughs> and then score and then go right back and, and produce the celebration. They, they, he didn't leave anything in the tank the second time. He just exploded right back into his regular deal. Yeah, no, it was like two for the price of one. He likes to score, eh? Like uh, one thing that I've I've figured <laughs> out uh, from Jack is is some because there's there's players who are a little too cool to celebrate. We've seen them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mark Stone, he's not too cool to celebrate. He he's celebrate. He's probably celebrating that Jack Eichel goal jumping up and down uh, last night. Jack Eichel, he likes to celebrate. He likes to score goals, and uh, I'm. Based on that last night, and we'll get into it in hour number two, I think we're going to see a lot more of it uh, here in the final ten games. What What do you think? I'd agree with that. Number I, of goals Jack I could I, score yeah, in the I, final ten. <sighs> Going uh, a ripper. I, I think I think Jack Eichel gets to at least fifteen goals. I think he's got yeah. at least five more in him, maybe more. Honestly, I, I think five more is conservative. Love it. I love that talk. Ryan Wallace, we're, we're coming together at the right time of the year. We're meshing. If we could just ditch that Chapman yep. guy, we'd have something to really brag about. If only. If only. We'll talk during the commercial break because he can't hear us when we talk during the commercial break, right? That's good. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Thank correct. goodness. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. We're tracking the NCAA Frozen Four semifinal. Michigan, Brennan Brisson in overtime. 